Thanks for tuning into the Flip King Real Estate Radio. Whether you're a beginner or seasoned real estate vet, we are looking to help you grow your business and better your life with real world deal examples, tools and tricks for your daily business, and good old fashioned motivation to get you in the game. We're here to see your real estate business grow to fit your lifestyle, whether for straight cash or cash flow. Grab a pen and notebook and get ready to grow. It's the Flip King Real Estate Radio Show. Now, here's your host, Joe Evangelisti. I want to talk a second about what we call the replacement recipe. Okay, the replacement recipe is a, is one of the just very many systems that we've used past few years to grow our portfolio uh, without using any of our own cash. I mean, without actually using any of our own cash, actually getting cash back. I mean, getting paid to create your own portfolio. Uh, and that's what I want to talk about for a second here. So follow along. I'm going to give you some case studies. I'm going to give you some some idea of what it is that we do to, to grow our portfolio without cash, without any of our own money. So this is definitely something worth taking notes on. So we have this property. We come across a uh, couple couple years back. I got in contact directly with a, uh, with a distressed seller. And guys, I call distressed sellers anyone who's just motivated to sell, right? And everyone's been, well, a lot of people have been in that position one way or the other. You know, money means different things to different people. So sometimes we think as investors, like, oh, gosh, I mean, this seller will never take X for the property. It's worth so much more. So I'm going to give you a synopsis on a property that we used to buy in Haddon Township, New Jersey, about four or five years ago, I guess, at this point. And we used the replacement recipe, right? So it goes a little like this. We, we met with this seller and this seller was distressed. The seller was an estate uh, executrix and it was her and her sister who stood in her at the property. And uh, she had an uncle who somehow owned 50% of the property. I think when mom died, uh, the uncle had an agreement with mom that uh, to replace his debt, he would get 50% of the estate or something along those lines. So I met with this woman and I took a look at this, this uh, brick townhouse. That was, uh, in my opinion, worth, I don't know, about $150,000, $160,000 at the time. I needed some aesthetic repair, but nothing major, just aesthetic repair. So, you know, I met with them, and we, we talked about price. I told her that at the time, you know, I thought the property was worth about a buck twenty-five, about $125,000. And I thought that, you know, I would be interested as a buyer around $80,000. And that's just how my numbers worked out. Needed a little bit of rehab, like I said, mostly, mostly paint and a kitchen. So when I met with her, I said to her, you know, listen, I really think that my suggestion would be to net the most amount of money. I think you should just take the, this uh, this three-inch green shag carpet out of the condo, out of the townhouse, rather, and uh, let's put it on the market. So, I mean, those of you who might know my background, I'm a broker as well as an investor. So generally when I meet with people, I try to give them, you know, multiple scenarios of how they can unload the property and make what I think is their best return or whatever their best bottom line is. Now, this woman was dealing with, keep in mind, uh, a seller who um, owned 50% of the property and her sister uh, who owned 25%. She owned 25%. Um, so two sisters, 25% apiece, and then a seller who was uh, at the time in Memphis, Tennessee, this 90-year-old man who owned 50%. She was six months into mom passing away and dealing with this property and getting it quote-unquote cleaned up and ready for the market and that type of thing. She was tired, you know, she didn't want to deal with it. 
I saw. I said to her, "Listen, I, I think I can give you 80, and I think that uh, you know, if we if we just get the carpet out of here, we can get you to 125." And the interesting scenario is, and this happens to us time and time again, mostly with estate type properties, but but also with other properties, where you know what the seller, the person who's making the decisions, might might not be interested in in the most amount of money. They're interested in what is quick, what is painless, what what takes them no time to do whatsoever. And in this scenario, that meant selling me the property for $80,000 rather than just spending a couple hours or paying someone a couple bucks to take out the carpet and put it on the market. You know, so what what I ended up finding out was that, you know, she was just preferred to take the 80 grand. You know, when you whack up 120 and you whack up 80, 25% of each didn't make a difference in her whether she was making 25% of 80 or 25% of 120. I mean, her decision was she didn't feel like spending the few hours it took to take the carpet out of the out of the uh, house. So we ended up getting the, the property for $80,000. And I mean, that's something else that I can go into a lot more detail on and some more case studies on how we can negotiate with with people in that type of scenario. But at the end of the day, she wanted $80,000, right? So let's talk about the replacement recipe. What we'll do as investors you know, we have hard money lenders, we have cash investors, we have folks who will loan to us those monies to buy fix and flip properties or buy and hold properties. So what we did was we took the deal to our investor and we said, you know, we need $80,000 to, to buy the property. We need another $20,000 to rehab the property. And at the end of the day, the property is worth about $150,000. So we did just that. We bought the property with our investor capital paid him a return on his in his income on his uh, his outlay you know generally that can be anywhere between seven and fifteen percent in most cases and that and that all depends on what level of experience you have and how comfortable your investors are with you and also what they're looking to to get on their investment so in this scenario I think we paid I don't know nine or ten percent interest and we bought the property for 80 and we put twenty thousand into the rehab At the end of the day we rented the property out and this is the really magical part of the whole thing. We rent the property out and we know if we rent the property for X amount of dollars, we can turn around and go to our bank and say, Mr. Banker, I got a rental property here. It's in a great uh, section of town. It rents for X and I think it'll appraise for 150 or 160 when it's all said and done. I would like to get 110 out of it, okay? So if you guys are following the numbers, we have purchase of 80, 20,000 rehab and we're asking for 110. You know, so we're, we're $10,000 over what we have into the property. So we go to the bank, no problem. They look at the rental property. They say, you know what? It cash flows well. It appraised well. We'll give you $110,000. Now, if you see what we did there, we actually, what? We kept a property. We rented a property. And we now have a cash flowing asset that puts off five $600 a month in positive cash flow. And that's before appreciation and all the tax benefits and everything else that we get off that property. We're getting a positive cash flow of five, $600 a month. And the beautiful part of this is we gave all the money back to the investor and we still made eight, $10,000 in positive cash flow at the rehab. I mean, I'm sorry, at the refinance. So now we get the bank to turn around and give us $110,000 and we own a property outright at which point the bank paid us $10,000 to refinance out of a property that's still cash flowing. 
Now, I know that takes a little while to sink in, and I definitely hope that you go back and you re-listen to what I just said, take some notes. But that, in a nutshell, is the replacement recipe. I replaced my cash investor with a bank for permanent financing on a rental property. And in that scenario, we also got paid to do it. Now, you don't always get paid to do it. Sometimes the, the deals are really juicy and you'll refinance and get ten or fifteen thousand dollars. And then, you know, that goes right in your pocket. It's uh it's tax free, it's a refinance. You get to keep that money, use it for something else. You don't always get that money. Sometimes you break even. But even if you break even, I want you to think about this and I want you to think about it long and hard. If you're gonna wholesale a property and make five or ten thousand dollars, that's awesome. And, and I do it, so don't get me wrong. It's a great way to, 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 to make quick cash. But you should intermix this, this replacement recipe with your wholesale business and learn to start buying and holding things so that you can develop a long-term portfolio, buy and hold properties. And then you'll look back in 15 or 20 years and say, you know what? That was awesome. I wholesaled X amount of properties. I kept X amount of properties. Never in the whole duration of my career did I have to use my own cash and I was able to build a portfolio just about cash-free out of my own pocket, right? So I want to share with you guys something. A couple weeks ago, I was meeting uh, with my, my awesome uh, mastermind group, and we did a little roundtable, which is basically, you know, six or eight independent entrepreneurial business owners who are in different type of uh, real estate businesses. Some guys were wholesale guys. And there were some guys there that were brokers. Some guys there that ran real estate blogs and they were also brokers and investors. Just a really great mix of guys. And, uh, the one group who does, these guys are doing 10 to 12 wholesales a month, right? And, and they sat there and said, you know what? One of the things that we really want to get out of this, this uh, round table meeting is to learn to start to build a portfolio. So I shared with them the replacement recipe. I shared with them the same thing I just shared with you. And there's a lot of power in that. There's a lot of power in being able to say, you know what, we're going to take one in five or one in 10 wholesales. You know, we're going to keep that asset on the books. It's going to see you, I hope it's, I hope it sees you increase your portfolio, you know, grow your wealth exponentially and allow you to, to be free and do the things you want to do with your life. You know, so I hope this tip really helped. You know, feel free to reach out to us at theflipking.com, our website, and uh, you can email me at joe at theflipking.com. All right, guys, thanks.